Welcome to this week's episode of Being Human. I'm delighted to say I'm here with Finney Cooper. She's joining us from London. She is a, a breathwork coach and a speaker on that topic. Uh, we met at a, a festival in, in Suffolk in England uh, called uh, Wellness in the Wild. Uh, she's also spoken at a number of uh, you know, big festivals in the UK, Soul Circus, Latitude. I know you do work for, for corporates, uh, Finney, as well as one-to-one -one coaches, but you're Seems to me, at least, as if you, you've dedicated your your life to to this topic of, of breath work and and doing that with people, uh, it's something I've done some of, always had a big interest in. So I'm delighted to be able to welcome you to the show and to to share your story. No, thank you so much for having me. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> so yeah, I'm happy to be here. Great. <laughs> right. uh, and I've also been checking out your Instagram. Uh, I know you're pretty active on on Instagram. And I was also pretty inspired by the depth to which you've been prepared to go in terms of your personal story and your background story that, that brought you into some of this work. So for those who are not uh, familiar with Finney Cooper the first time, uh, maybe you could share a little bit of your of your backstory before we yeah, we get into the, the breathwork topic. Okay, yeah. So, um, I, what should I just share a little bit about how I came to this? Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. So, uh, quite a long, quite a long journey. When people ask me that, I'm always like, and I condensed this because we don't want to spend the whole hour talking about this specific thing. We can. Uh, I, so, um, so yeah, I think I came to uh, this kind of work the same way a lot of people do, uh, in, in the form of some kind of. Uh, crisis or breakdown, which is which is kind of how I got there. So, um, and one of the main reasons this, this was was because my my mum was ill from a very young age. Uh, from I was from when I was very young age, uh, and she had Parkinson's, um, and then later developed uh, dementia uh, when I was about eighteen. So this the, her illness kind of shaped quite a lot of my life. Um, and a lot of my identity, really, in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think from having not so much support when I was young and um, uh, family support or anything, she was ill, my dad and I had a bit of a tricky relationship uh, and no siblings or anything. So it was kind of quite a lonely journey uh, uh, without knowing kind of how to support myself whatsoever. So I, I developed quite a lot of... Um, dysfunctional coping mechanisms um, and all ones that were quite um, quite sort of inward and, um, and not very kind to myself. So I got to a point about when I was about, I want to say 29, uh, when I really reached quite a breaking point. So my mum at this point was, she didn't really remember who I was. So I felt that I was able to go away for a period of time. So one morning I was um, in the early hours of the morning, bearing in mind, I don't really, I've never really drunk that much. I don't really drink now, um, but I was drinking by myself at like 2 a.m. And I was not in a very good place. And I, I suddenly something in me clicked. Uh, I don't know what it was. You could call it maybe an epiphany or something, but I was like, I need to do something because otherwise I'm going down a very, very dark route. Um, and so a friend of mine had been talking like 
for a while about how she went to Bali and how it was a really amazing place for healing. And I'd done no work on myself. And, you know, I'd, I had no idea about breath work or, you know, I dabbled in yoga a little bit, but I didn't, I just mainly did it for vanity's sake. Um, so I hadn't really done anything, anything, uh, any deeper work. Uh, but I just thought, okay, well, that sounds good. I'm just going to go there. So I thought I'm going to book my flight and I'm going to quit my job. But then I sort of checked in with myself and I thought, okay, you are quite drunk. Maybe you shouldn't do all these massive life decisions until the morning when you, um, when you might, you know. So then the morning I woke up feeling a little bit, you know, heavy headed. And I thought to myself, okay, yeah, I still want to do this. I booked a flight to Bali and then quit my job on the Monday. Um, and just to give you a bit of story about before that, at that time I was doing like quite a, a simple admin job because I was working in a consultancy um, as I trained in psychology. So I was working doing kind of business psychology stuff. Um, but because of how much I was struggling, I had to quit that job and I just had to get a job that would, that would I would be able to cope with um, whilst all this stuff around my mom was going on. So that felt, so I, I was in this admin job and then mm. I was like, I'm going to quit this. Uh, and then, yeah, I went to Bali and um, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. And that's where I discovered breath work. I kind of threw myself into all these healing modalities um, and breath work was one of them. And I kind of just stumbled into a breath work session and, and it, it blew me, it blew me away. Um, having had quite a lot of therapy before, but I had done talking therapy, um, I, I did this breathwork session and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is relief. I mean, I had this huge emotional release and, um, and I also just felt like I'd worked through, uh, years of trauma because I one session. So it was, it was very powerful. And that was, that was when, um, I really, my journey really began with all of this work because I, um, I, I began to, to feel joy again, whereas I thought I'd spent so many years feeling like I was someone who just wasn't going to experience joy anymore. I thought that was just who I, who I am and who I was. And, and that was just it. And then I started to experience kind of joy again when I was in Bali. And I think part of that was leaving, I needed to leave my environment because I was just perpetuating these kind of, um, these, this, this sadness and this, this, and, and I, and I, and at times I thought, am I, am I running away? But I realized that it was really necessary for me and it was totally life-changing. Um, and I'm a completely different person because of, of, of that, that journey that I, that I went on. So, um, so that's kind of how I got into breath work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm interested as, as, as you share that. So you were, you were doing therapy because this some, somehow some echoes to my story so you were doing therapy and but it was only until you did the breathwork session that you got this emotional release release yeah. so you know what was the difference then between the, the the work you had been doing on yourself and then you know and then finding breathwork yeah I suppose it's a bit unfair of me to, to my to, a bit unfair to myself to say oh I didn't do any work before like I was doing the um the talking therapy um but I think um, the difference was, was that I had stored 
or I believe, you know, so much that we store so much trauma in the body. Uh, and all, and what I was doing with the talking therapy, just doing that alone was I was just kind of trying to work everything out in my mind. And I wasn't, mm. I wasn't paying any attention to my body. And what I really learned over time, we've gone on as, as past, it's like, it's, it's such a, it, it's a combination, you know, and, and so much is stored in the body. And with the, with that, with that breathwork session, I felt like I was able, it was, it's a kind of a deeper breathwork session for the audience who might be like, what even is breathwork? We can yeah. kind of go a bit backwards in a bit, yeah. but uh, this session, this kind of type of session was, was a much deeper kind of more therapeutic session whereby um, you go into a different brainwave state and you move into something um, known as transient hyperfrontality. So that's kind of where you... Can you say that again? Sorry, and slowly. Just... <laughs> Sorry. Transient hypofrontality. Transient <laughs> hypofrontality. Okay, yeah. So transient, you know, temporary... Um, Hypo meaning slow, lessened, and for frontality relating to the prefrontal cortex. So with this type of breath work, that the prefrontal cortex, the activity there sort of slows down a bit or isn't quite as isn't quite as active, essentially. Um, and that's where you're kind of your rational brain, you're thinking, you're worrying, all this all the stuff is going on. So it allows space for other things to come to the surface. Uh, and I think that was when I got this kind of huge huge release and I was having some also some body movement as well and it was quite intense what I would say for the audience is that I wouldn't suggest doing this type of breath work first because it can be quite an assault on the body and right. the nervous system I would suggest working your way up going a bit more slowly but I, I very much was going in a bit blind and didn't didn't had never even heard of breath work so I just stumbled into it and thought this is interesting but it was very fast. And although it was amazing because I did release a lot, I did find, okay, right, I feel a bit, mm. um, that was that was quite intense. And without having the tools to know how to sort of uh, regulate my nervous system a little bit after that, uh, I found like, I, I, I find that a little bit problematic sometimes. So yeah. I would suggest to go in more slowly. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting because at the same time, I wonder whether I needed something quite extreme at that point, you know, something mm. that was going to really sort of jolt me from from the point that I was at, which was quite a bad place. Um, so, yeah, it definitely, I was able to, yeah, I was able to understand a lot of my emotions and, and, and understand where a lot of things, you know, um, a lot of my issues and where they stem from and how, and all these things with the, with the talking therapy, but I felt like I wasn't really able to actually let go of them and release them and 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 sort of feel settled in my body with them. You know, I'd just be going round and round with my mind being like, I feel like I really understand why I'm so messed up now. <laughs> but like, yeah. how do I work through that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I relate so much because my early therapy experience was exactly that. Like, okay, I've got all these insights. I kind of understand why I'm fucked up. I'd prefer not to be fucked up. Exactly. Like, what are we going to do about this? I understand now. Like, I could tell anyone about why I was so messed up, but like, how am I going to get rid of it? <laughs> um, so it's a real, I really think it's a real combination. I did go through a period of just being like, um, it's all in the body and the mind has nothing to do with it. You know, now I'm sort of come to a point where I'm like, oh, I think it's 
definitely, it's definitely a good combination to have both, you know, because um, I have had experiences where I've been led on more of a somatic journey and, and, and actually the and people... somatic means in the body, right? The soma yeah, body. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yes. So of the body and body. And, um, and I haven't really, and I've had these kind of experiences, but then not being able to really understand why they were happening and then actually be able to sort of integrate them afterwards. Uh, so I do, I've really come to realize that actually that, uh, yeah, the kind of psychological piece is, you know, is really important. I kind of put it aside for a while. I was like, whatever, it's all about the body. I'm just going to release all this stuff. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, actually. Then, you know, how do you integrate that and how do you kind of, like, kind of understand it? So, yeah, the so important to do both. But obviously, the body has been very overlooked for a long time in terms of trauma, um, in terms of things that have been stored in the body, emotions, and it's been very much... Um, very much focused on the mind and how to we therapize ourselves or you know be therapized through through yeah. through the mind um, and so I'm loving this this real sort of surge of focus on you know you hear the word ner- word nervous system now so much whereas you know a few years ago I didn't even realize like no one ever spoke about it you know in mm. my from my circle you know yeah but now it's much more. Not the same mainstream, but it is it's much more in the in the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, so you, you're in Bali, you have this extreme experience, and yeah, then what happens? So then uh, I can, yeah, I can get a bit excited quite easily. I was like, now I want to train in it, and and then I thought, okay, right, maybe I should just do more sessions first. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know whether this isn't just like a one-off experience or whatever. Um, so I stayed there. I stayed in Bali for about three months and and did more sessions and more workshops, kind of explored it all a little bit more, tried to get a bit of an understanding of, um, of what this was um, and what and how many different ways you could use the breath. And, 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 then, what, and then when I got home, I... I um, I started to look into trainings and what I found was though at the time I'm not so hot on the trainings now like the, the current trainings although I could probably find out quite easily but at the time there was um, in breathwork trainings there was very much a, a divide between the the style of breathwork or the breathwork trainings that were um but a very spiritual and kind of woo-woo and with like no scientific underpinning at all, really. Sort of just like we are in a here on experience in our experience and we're feeling it all. And and that, you know, I kind of loved that. But then then I thought, well, if I am actually gonna train in this, then and and lead sessions and hold sessions, then people are probably gonna want to have some kind of understanding of what's going on within their body because that's what I want to know as well. So I was like, I don't think. I'm not okay with just just the spiritual kind of yeah. aspects or the, you know, the experiential. I wanted to have an idea of what was happening. And um, especially because some breathwork practices, especially the deeper, kind of more intense, more therapeutic, um, where you can release some, you know, that emotion and 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 sometimes trauma can cut old traumas can come up. Um then 
it's you kind of want to it can be quite scary for people sometimes if they don't know what's happening you know because I was quite overwhelmed when I did this workshop I was like what is going on what is this you know but whereas if you understand what's happening then it's it's it's, it's very different and so then the other type of of training that was was just a very sciencey you know um all about blood acid and 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 oxygen and carbon dioxide and all this stuff and I um and I I didn't really relate that much to that either because it was too it felt too dry for me so I wanted something that could could bring it all together but at the time there wasn't anything like that so I had to do um two different trainings to kind of get both and um, I did one after the other pretty much um right. and I I was actually part of one breathwork school when I went to train um I won't name names because I don't think it's very fair, but they just didn't resonate. I, I did a certain level of training with them and they just didn't really resonate with me. This, the school, the way it's a bit dogmatic and stuff, it, it didn't really resonate with me. So then I, so I spent quite a long time sort of doing one training and then deciding to leave that because it, it didn't, it didn't feel right to me and then moving to another one, completing that and then doing this, the kind of more sciencey one, which is the oxygen advantage. You, Probably may have heard of that. Or may no, have done. no, no, haven't, haven't heard. Okay, well, y- you and- are my sole source of yeah. that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, wow, I feel so much pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, for anyone listening though who wants to know, you know, more about the the kind of you know, you love the all science and stuff, then um, I would suggest checking out Oxygen Advantage and Patrick McEwen. Mm. His book, and uh, he also does. He also does a training um, as well for the more kind of real sciencey stuff, and and he's he's really quite a big name in the breathwork space. Um, he's doing a lot of cool things. So if anyone is interested, you can check out the website, and, and he's got loads of research papers as well. If right. you're really excited about the research paper, you can kind of delve in there and see right. what's there. Um, so yeah, yeah, and. And I'm, and I'm curious that then in terms of your own journey with this though. And so you continued with the, let me see if I got this right, transient hypofrontality work. Yeah. And, yeah. and what was happening for you then as you continued with those sessions, you know, personally, you know, I've seen no. parallel you're, you're exploring the training, but. Personally. So I, I found that I was able to, I was able to, I know this sounds a bit cheesy, but I was able to rediscover um, myself um, because this this kind of breathwork has an amazing way of, and it's hard to quantify, but it has an amazing way of of reconnecting you back to yourself and of, of really sifting out all of the nonsense and all of the external influence and all of the self criticism and all of the sort of all this stuff that we've collected over our lives um, and a lot of it isn't ours right it's kind of societal mm. expectations our parent expectations what we think we should be doing all of that and it kind of really connects you with like that sort of core part of you and what you what really serves you and what really feels good for you and actually what I I still do now as well is is sometimes ask myself a question before doing breathwork session and then it's amazing because once you go into that session you come out, you can often, like, I usually always have an answer. Um, I don't know where it is, obviously coming from within me, you know, that kind of intuition, which yeah. is 
So breathwork is an amazing way or wasn't like at the time, especially it was an amazing way for me to kind of reconnect to the more of my intuition, more of like, what is it that I really want? Um, and, and so that was an interesting part of, part of the journey as well as working through quite a lot of, quite a lot of, um, emotion and it was bringing a lot up to the surface. And, and what I realized later on and then how I practice now when I, when I teach is that it's really important to do kind of a combination actually to do the foundational work is, is, is kind of much more important and the foundational work I'm by that, I mean, the kind of functional breathing. So, you know, how are we breathing moment to moment, day to day? Are we breathing in and out through our nose? Are we breathing deep? Are we breathing slowly? Which we can kind of go into as well, um, which are all very important factors. Um, and it's a good to have that foundation um, and sort of looking at nervous system regulation and things like that. You know, how can we regulate ourselves? How can we, how can we um, learn how to regulate our state um, rather than sort of feeling too overwhelmed or feeling very anxious or, you know, how, how can we, how can we learn these things? Uh, and I really think that that is, it is, it's important to have those foundations before you kind of do the deeper work. But what I am finding, um, is that a lot of people get a bit frustrated because they want to go into do the big stuff, you know, that's like, it's a very common thing for a lot of us. And I definitely have quite an aspect of that too, of like, Mm, don't want to be messing around with all this slow stuff. I want to go and do the deep work. I want to yeah. get into shit things, excavate. <laughs> but uh, which is 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 um, is very good on one hand. But for if you're thinking about the sort of nervous system regulation piece and like um, and feeling grounded and feeling calm and feeling safe in your body, then I I I believe that too much of this kind of cathartic breath work uh, without all the other pieces is actually it could be doing more harm than good it, it's very hard to tell because it's very individual as well um, yeah. and that's why sometimes with like you know i think wim hof is amazing and he's so cool with doing but i think a lot of people think that wim hof is for everyone because it's it's quite in the mainstream and for anyone who hasn't heard of wim hof um He's kind of this, I think he's Dutch, is he Dutch? You know he's him? Dutch, ex-postman, isn't he, from Holland, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was ex-postman. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he had, yeah, he's a really sad story. Um, you know, his wife um, took her life and it was very, very sad. And he had, he's had several children to kind of bring up. But then he, he discovered all these fools um, and he, like, he wanted to go on this journey, I believe. I mean, I might, I don't know a huge amount about women, so I could be kind of, um, getting a bit wrong, but he he kind of wanted to go on this journey to understand how to you know how he could almost have made his wife better or healed his wife or something right. like that. And um, and so he kind of started working with the breath and also doing these these kind of um, ice challenges. And he climbed Everest, I think, was it in his his underwear? I don't I don't know that. But I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and it, it's all this kind of quite extreme stuff. Uh, a lot of the, the the cold exposure is is linked, uh, and you use the breath of the cold exposure, and it's quite in, quite intense breathing. Um, and a lot of people are doing this now, and I think it's really amazing that it's coming into the more of the mainstream. 
But I have had quite a number of people come to me saying that they have tried some of these more intense breathwork practices that are kind of in the mainstream uh, and they've actually come away feeling more anxious and more uh, unsettled. And, and, and so it's, it's just one thing I now I'm like very passionate about is that everyone is so different. You know, everyone's physiology is so different, even though we all, you know, made up for the same parts. We've all had very different experiences, you know, we've got different genes, we've got different um, lung capacity, we've got, you know, we might have other ailments that we don't know about. Uh, and anxiety is a, is a huge one to really be aware of when you're, when you're starting to delve into breath work, because you've got to really, if you, if you know that you are someone who does kind of struggle with anxiety, or, um, then especially then you need to go quite carefully and really sort of start to lean in quite slowly and just go steadily and be like, oh, okay, do this breath. How does this feel? Okay, do this. Rather than being like, right, I'm going to go in and do this big, yeah. huge breath work session yeah, yeah. and it's going to be amazing and then this yeah. works, the three-hour workshop and it's going to be really intense. Because that, you know, I would just try to do it more carefully. But essentially, you know, breath work is obviously it's for everyone. It's just looked very different for a, a lot of people. You know, it doesn't always yeah. look the same for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, and no, I definitely, I'd love to come back to see to these find that foundational practices that you talked about and how might people might want to ease the, the way in. I, I'm, I'm still curious though. So, so you're finding you're getting this stronger sense of intuition as you're doing, doing this work, uh, you're, you're releasing emotionally just just talk, just illustrate like the detail of what one of those sessions would look like. I'm intrigued, you know, and I'm, I get that these are maybe the more extreme ones that people might not want to start with, but just, just, well, just for my curiosity, you know, how, how does it actually work? Um, okay. Yeah. Good question. I'm sort of, I get so excited about this topic that I veer off onto different, different yeah. areas. So I'm glad you keep them grounded. Um, so, so well, the kind of breathwork that I'm talking about is, called conscious connected breath work. Um, and there are other types of, of breath work similar to this, but that's kind of the main umbrella term. And there are different styles within that. So there's like um, transformational breath, holotropic breath work, rebirthing. And they're all variations of, of a similar thing, basically. And that is um, a breath that is quite activating. So what I mean by activating is that the emphasis is focused more on the inhale, uh, and it's it's a it's a faster breath. Um, so if you want to if you want to relax, then you'll 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 extend the exhale and you'll slow the breath generally. Whereas if you kind of want to have more reactive breath, then you'll you know it'll be faster. Um, more often than not, the emphasis is more on the inhale. Uh, and so what 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 it is really is a continuous breath that doesn't have any pauses. So with natural breathing, um, with natural breathing, there's, we have a sort of a, a pause, natural pause, but at the end of the breath, of the inhale. Whereas this style of breathing is you're cutting that out and it's kind of creating this sort of circular breath. Um, in and out, in and out. And, and th there are variations as to whether that's how fast that is or, or whatever. Um, and some people inhale through the nose, in and out through the nose, but it's most commonly in and out through the mouth, which is also quite activating. Um, 
when you breathe in and out through the nose, that has quite a calming effect. And that's what we want to be doing most of the time. So with this breath, it is it is kind of activating. And 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 the idea behind this is and that so, and you're breathing are, just through your mouth consciously yeah. to get the activation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in and out through the mouth. Um I've kind of as I've gone on my journey, I've I've kind of moved away from that quite a bit. But this is this is the this yeah. is how it um how it's taught. And um and it's it is a continuous breath and you can be breathing like this um or usually at least 40 minutes or tea um, or zero or yeah. tea yeah, yeah. Uh, and up to i don't know an hour and a half some people do it for i mean i've never done it that long but um and the way one of my trainings the way that i learned was um that we also used sound and movement so the idea and that would be to like make a sound and um, any sound and also to kind of shake um, and and it, it sort of it looks a bit like having a tantrum. I know that sounds quite bizarre, but the idea is that we're kind of reconnecting to this sort of primal uh, part of ourselves, which is is often lost. You know, we're taught yeah. to, you know, just sit nicely, like don't don't cry, don't shout, don't make any excessive noise. You know, and I think for men and women, it's um, it's it's kind of equally as bad because I think a lot of men were taught, you know. You can't really. You're not. You're not really meant to show anger, and you're not really meant to cry um, because you know it might be too scary if you're angry. And you know, you just, and then for girls, it's like you know, be nice and you know, and quiet and accommodating, and you know, all these yeah. things. So, so reconnecting, and we often don't use our bodies in the way that uh, that we would have originally done. Like um, you know, when we felt a stressful, very stressful situation. Like a lot of animals kind of shake off that yeah. um, that stress um, so that it doesn't get stored in the nervous system. Like immediately after something stressful, it kind of take it out. Um, and so, and the idea of using the sound and movement with it, with the breath is that we can kind of reconnect to some of those kind of more primal practices and actually help to shift something, you know, yeah. whatever that might be. Uh, and And it can be very powerful. So... It's kind of, and then also what's, what's happening is in a one-to-one would be some, some acupressure as well. So, um, sort of it's loosely connected to the, the chakras, so the kind of meridians, um, but, and the affirmations are also used with, with, um, as well. So it's, that is the kind of more spiritual practice. Yeah. Um, but there is quite a lot of research coming out about it at the moment. There's more about the functional breathing, the nervous system regulation, breathing, all those kind of things. There's a lot coming out. But this the conscious connected breath work, there's there's more research coming out about it. Um right. but yeah, so that is and what will happen, what you will feel is um most likely, well, pretty much everyone will feel the tingling sensations um throughout most of their body mostly through arm through the arms but some people feel it even in the head or you know all over the body uh, and this is kind of the blood gases shifting because you're you're when you're over breathing you're actually breathing um you're expelling quite a lot of co2 uh, and this is quite a lot where you get a lot of the tingles but um and but then what happens is a lot of this emotion can come up so more often than not people will begin to connect just some form of emotion 
uh, mostly is. Um, but it, it is an amazing modality, but for obvious reasons, that's, I believe, needs a bit, quite a bit more regulation and, and, and more, uh, it needs to be uh, treated with caution, you know, it needs to be, it's, it's as an amazing tool, but also you need to, you know, work with someone, I think, one-to-one really to be doing this kind of, this kind of work. Yeah. And, and I'm intrigued then. So if you're, if you're getting this, cause I'm just, I, I'm comparing this to some of my own deeper work. If the, if the tears are coming up, you, 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 you stay in the breath rhythm at the same time, or are you kind of taking little breaks to kind of deal with what's going on or, or does this all happen as sort of one flow? Mm, good question. So, um, usually it is encouraged to still emote if things are coming up, you know, not kind of like, obviously things are coming up. The idea is actually that we are, um, able to, to try and integrate them in, in more of a, um, nurtured and comforting environment than they, than they, when they first, um, one, when then they were than when they were first felt yeah, Uh, and you know they might not have been able to have been felt and it's 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 all coming from somewhere right something very old Mm. probably um and and so the idea is that they are felt but as soon as you feel comfortable is to return to the breast okay um so it's the it's to kind of not get too lost in the emotion. Um, this is the way I was. This is the way I, you know, I was taught essentially. But um, as I said, you know, with my with my teachings now, I I I I'm kind of a believer that less is definitely more in a lot of ways. And I've, the variation I use now of this breath is is a lot more gentle, and you still get quite a lot of good you know good results from it. Uh, but I know it is an interesting thing to talk about this 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 style of breath work generally because it's it's becoming very popular. So you people will be seeing it a lot out there yeah. if they start to delve into breath work and they start to be like, oh, breath work workshop, whatever. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of the idea. But um, it's it's very powerful and it can be um, it can be very profound. I have to say, I think it really has really helped my journey. But again, with the other pieces as well, you know, the yeah, the mental practices, right, right. And <clears throat> would you also presumably then you're you're feeling you're getting these emotions coming up and and scenes from your past are coming up and you're also making connections in the mind. It's your, I'm guessing it's it's a mind body experience at that point. Is that yeah, yeah? So you sort of um move into an altered state of consciousness really yeah. and um and actually so there's a bit of backstory to this this mm. technique um on this the umbrella technique was um obviously breath work in itself people have been playing around with the breath for a very long time yes and um, but this particular style that we know of sort of when it became popularized was actually really recently about 50 years ago and this was um, in around the late yeah, 1960s um, when LSD became illegal and they could, um, and psychologists or psych- psychotherapists 
like a therapist couldn't um, could no longer um, give LSD to their patients, which is what they used to do. Uh, and and then they discovered that through the breath, they could create a, a similar experience uh, with these kind of breathing practices. So that's when the, this was sort of these breathing practices were kind of really born in a in more of a popular sense um, because they were actually used to, to replace the therapeutic effects of LSD, um, which psych- psychotherapists were using on on yeah. patients. And obviously, then that wasn't you know there was a huge war on these kind of drugs. Um, yeah, so so that's where that's where it kind of stemmed from. So it's an interesting. Um, interesting origin <laughs> yeah and and do you find then that there are psychedelic aspects to the experience yeah a lot of people can i actually it's very different for everyone obviously it very much de- depends on your brain chemistry and you know i don't pretend to know exactly you know like i'm not a neuroscientist so i don't or any other kind of brain yeah. scientist but um but people a lot of people do get visuals um i i've had quite a lot of memories come back um, but they're more of a, not necessarily a visual thing, but a lot of people do have, have visions. So it is, you know, I can, it's sort of, that's, that's where that hallucinogenic aspect comes in. But, um, I personally myself have never had such an intense experience that I'm seeing all these visuals and stuff. It's more like I can feel the emotion and sometimes I'll remember something or, um, it's quite it's sort of quite an interesting way of like unlocking things within the mind. I don't know. Suddenly you'll be like, ah, oh, that'll come to you, or and you'll be like, it's 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 interesting. Um, but yeah, and not everyone gets more more of the visuals, so it's it's quite um, yeah, it's quite individual. Right, and and for you, it's more memories. It sounds like insights, and yeah, oh, that's that's why that is. Yeah, exactly. So it's a really um. Yeah, it's it's quite a incredible, incredible field. And this what's interesting with breathwork is you know there's just you would think it would be well you just you know breathe every day like what's the big deal? But there's actually so many different things you can do, um, you know, and so many ways you can shift your shift your state, you know, um, with with the breath. So it's it's really it's really powerful and. Um, I'm just glad that it's becoming a lot more popular to, to focus on. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so you mentioned fa- f- f- foundational work then. So yeah, yeah what's that? And yeah, yeah. How, how does that benefit people? Yes. So the foundational breathing is kind of what we refer to as, as functional breathing. Right. Um, so this is... How are you breathing in fundamentals? How are you breathing moment to moment, day to day? What is the best way to be breathing? Um, bearing in mind that obviously it's, it's quite, it's not quite as simple as this is the best way to breathe. These are the outlines because obviously, um, everyone is coming in with a different thing. You know, some people might be coming with allergies or smaller airways and sometimes things, things can take a bit of, bit of work to, to work out. Yeah. But essentially, um, the the functional breathing is breathing in and out through the nose because when we breathe in and out through the mouth, that doesn't actually have any 
um, any function for breathing other than the fact that it's we can take air in that way. Um, but it's the we the with the nose hairs, that's how we can start to filter a lot of the stuff from from the outside world and help protect inflammation from lungs um, and um and you know any kind of any any damage to the lungs. So the nose hair is hugely important. We actually have as many um nose hairs as we do hairs on our head, which I thought was crazy. <laughs> and I understand why you'd want the nose hairs trapping stuff on the way in, but why on the way out? Mm. And you want it all to come out. Yeah. Um well it just it sort of stays there and as you blow it out, sort of comes out again. You see what I mean? So you're kind of you're taking it in, but the nose hairs are trapping a lot of that stuff anyway. So um so yeah. But I get I get I get what you mean. <laughs> it's just incredible. Um and then also breathing using the diaphragm. So like our primary breathing muscle um, and then actually there are supported breathing muscles as well. But essentially, um, actually quite a good way, helpful way to think of it is um, LSD breathing. Now I know for a, for a breathwork podcast, I've spoken about LSD twice, which is kind of quite a strange thing considering we're not actually focusing on LSD, but it's quite an easy uh, abbreviation to remember, right? Because LSD will stick in people's minds. But mm. so... Um, the L stands for light. Yeah. The, um, the S stands for slow and the D stands for deep. So the slow and the deep breathing is probably quite obvious to a lot of people. Um, or it may not be, but it is a bit more obvious than the light breathing, for example. So I'll go into that in a second. But the slow breathing um, is really important because a lot of us are over breathing generally in our, in our day to day. And when we're over breathing all the time, then we are blowing off excess carbon dioxide Uh, and carbon dioxide is to be thought of as a waste gas, but it actually is, is the thing that is the gas that acts as a catalyst to release oxygen from the lungs to the cells, the tissues into everywhere it needs to go. So without, with very limited supplies of CO2, then the oxygen struggles to get to everywhere it needs to go and, and every cell needs oxygen to survive. So it becomes very important and a lot of breath work is actually focusing around the CO2 kind of question of like how much CO2 have we got and what's our sensitivity to CO2. And, and so CO2 is quite a big um, or very important. Otherwise our whole bodies wouldn't be able to be oxygenated. So so slowing it down helps to accumulate carbon dioxide because um, you're not blowing off as much of it. So it's accumulating in the body. And slow is really important. And also with the, with the slow breathing, it helps to, um, to calm you, to help move you into more of the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. When we're breathing quite quickly, then that is, it is used in specific breath breath practices but when we're doing it all the time then we are um we're causing ourselves more stress we really want to be slowing the breath down um and then deep breathing with the diaphragm so making sure we're getting our breath lower and we're not just breathing up in the chest um because then we don't get the blood oxygen saturation to the lower lower lobes of the lungs so we want to we're just breathing up in the chest we're not really kind of um 
getting all that oxygen saturated. And, uh, and so that's really important. And then the light aspect um, is something that isn't talked about so much. People always talk about, well, usually talk about the respiratory rate, you know, are we breathing slow, are we breathing fast? Um, but less so do we talk about the volume of breath, which is actually really important. Um, and so how much air are you taking in? And what is the breath volume? Because it's the volume of air that you breathe that determines the CO2 in the lungs. So if you breathe too much air in, you're getting rid of too much CO2. So it's important to, to actually breathe less. So it's quite interesting. To kind of keep your reserves of CO2 in. in yeah. Exactly. So we think that we need to, you know, it's like take a big breath. I'm going to take a big breath. It's like, actually, you want to be for the, you know, your nervous system regulation work and your functional breathing work. You want to be feeling a little bit of, um, and when you're doing your breathing exercises at home and you're slowing your breath down, you want to be having quite a light breath and almost feeling a little bit of air hunger. Um, and when you feel that air hunger, that is, that's kind of, um, yeah, that's the sign that you're doing it well. But again, for some people feeling air or a lot of people feeling air hunger can can be a bit stressful, you know? So it's mm. very important to, to do it, um, to kind of play around with it, you know, um, because it should be a slight feeling of air hunger that's a bit, that is, that's tolerable and feels fine. You know, you shouldn't right. be being stressed. Because at that moment, obviously, then it's very it's counterproductive completely. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of a dance with, with that, but essentially LSD breathing is quite a good little abbreviation to remember um, for that kind of foundational breathing. And then also the nose breath as well. Um, uh, and that's in, and that's, and are you also, because you mentioned earlier, when if you want to re relax, you genuinely want to extend the exhale. Are you doing anything with the length of inhale versus exhale? Or? Um, well, usually if you want to really kind of relax, then you will extend the exhale. Um, typically that's a great thing to use, you know, if you are, if you are feeling a little bit on edge or if you are, um, want to go to sleep or if you just want to generally feel really calm, then, then you will extend the exhale. Otherwise it's kind of, you know, fine to keep it balanced. If you are feeling particularly, if you're in a state of anxiety, I will say is, is that actually it's one of the worst, if you're in the kind of a, a panic or a, you know, a real state of anxiety extreme, then the worst thing you can do is try and slow down your breath because that's going to be, it's going to panic you even more because it's just so beyond what you can achieve mm. in that moment. Mm. So it's actually more about trying to control your breath, but in very, and it's actually helpful to do lots of little breath holds, mini breath holds after the exhale, after the exhale. So you're, you're starting to gain a bit of control over your breath, right. but you're not trying to do something that's totally unachievable at that point, which is have really slow your breath down. Cause it's like, I can't, I can't even be like, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. um, so yeah, it's quite a difference between if you're in a state of anxiety or if you're feeling a bit anxious, you know, 
then you can do the slow breathing. But if you're yeah. already in an anxious state, then it's quite different. Um, and it kind of causes you to panic more if someone says, just slow your breath down. And you're like, no, I can't. I can barely breathe. Let alone slow it down. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. So, but in the normal so, functional breathing, it's the focus on the inhale only, the LSD, as you mentioned, but you, you can, it, it's fine for it just to be balanced. In, yeah, exactly. In exactly. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a really good thing to, to start to maybe get into a habit if you're just starting out of, of just checking in with your breath um, and throughout the day uh, and just starting to kind of notice, first of all, get to know your breath because everyone's got a very unique yeah. breath pattern and, and also your breath is very, very different at, at different times of the day. Um, temperature affects it, stress obviously affects it, emotion, all these, all these different things affect the breath. So it's not always going to be the same. Quite interesting to just sort of check in and see what's going on. You know, where are you breathing? Where's the air? Where's um, where do you feel the movement in your body first? You know, is it slow? Is it fast? And then just taking a few moments to, to slow it down, breathe light, breathe slow, breathe deep. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and it's just even those little nudges, the nervous system really loves consistency. So um, it's not very kind of exciting to be like, yeah, just work with your nerves, do, do this every day. But um, what's amazing about the breath is also that it is, it can be quite simple, really. Like the real fundamentals of what is kind of good for us to be doing moment to moment, day to day is, 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 is not complicated. It's not complicated to practice. Um, it just, you know, you just obviously need to kind of learn how to do it initially, but it isn't complicated. I think sometimes in, and in life, you can overcomplicate a lot of these things. And obviously the practice that I was talking to you about before is quite, you know, quite involved. Yeah. There's quite a lot going on, but essentially really the fundamentals, it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't have all these bells and whistles. It's not that. It's, it doesn't require too much. Um, and I think a lot of, yeah, a lot of times we have to complicate things, don't we? To be yeah. like, and actually, it's not. You know, I think sometimes we want to overcomplicate it, but actually, it's um, it it's it's very accessible. Yeah. Generally, it's very accessible. Yeah. Um, but but do you find that it's the people? It's it's beneficial to have the combination to do the active breathing for the trauma release or could you just stick to the foundations and not never need to go near the trauma release? It's a very, very uh, interesting question because um, I think it really, again, really depends on the individual. So as I said, I always start with the, the more, more functional breathing uh, unless you know, unless the clients come to me and has already done, you know, a lot of breath work before and they want to try something else. Um, but I would always start with the foundational stuff and and then I don't know whether it is always necessary to to do the deepest stuff. But first of all is that, you know, if there's no desire to do it, then it's like if you're happy, then then no problem, you know. Um, if there is that desire to go, to, you know, if you really want to work through a lot of stuff. Um, I would suggest the more intense breath practices 
only if the person is is feeling quite safe to say that they are in a fairly regulated place. And it's very hard for most of us to actually even know, well, what is regulated? Like, how do I know we are regulated? But, you know, it's sort of looking for the signs of, do I, do I have these, do I have huge ups and downs? Or do I feel, do I feel, you know, kind of safe in my body? Do I, how, how do I feel in terms of my anxiety or my anxiousness? Would I say that I feel anxious, you know, most days or, and you just got to be, you really got to consider those things because um, unless you're in quite a regulated state already, which most of us probably aren't really, then then it, it, I, it, can, it can be quite intense to do. It is intense anyway. But, um, but yeah, I think it's amazing work. And a lot of people, I guess, from I think from more yogic backgrounds, who haven't done this kind of breath work might be like, oh, I feel like it's, you know, you should only ever do the, um, or this breath of fire and things, I suppose, but that's, that's not, that's quite short. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that this work is very powerful and that has a lot of benefits that, that it really needs to be treated with caution. And actually I didn't realize that when I was first training and yeah. I, um, I just threw myself into it and, um, but now I'm hoping that with kind of the journey that I've been on, I can help other people to also be like, okay, take whoa, 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 let's calm down for a sec. Let's, yeah. let's go slowly. <laughs> let's, yeah. Yeah. You know, don't want to learn the hard way, but, yeah. um, you want to, you want to build up, but to... it is hard. Yeah. It is hard. And I get, I do get people now that I've, I've gone a bit, you know, I've, I've sort of slowed down my the way I teach in terms of, you know, it's not so intense anymore. And, and, and in my classes as well, because I teach at a studio every week, uh, I really, those have become a lot more slow and, you know, there's a little bit of the, the conscious connected stuff, but it's, 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 uh, I get people being like, oh, well, I'm used to this being really intense. And, you know, I've had this massive release before and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> this is, um, yeah, this is kind of what we're, this is what we're looking for in this in a society, isn't it? A lot of the time, like we want to go, like want to feel, like yeah, let's go. Um, well, I wonder but, if yeah. it because because in our society, we I mean, I'm just relating this to my own experience, and I was exactly that, right? I mean, I wasn't doing it with breath work; I was doing it with a, with primal therapy. But it gets you to a similar same place. It sounds like a very similar place, and uh, I think there was just part of me that was had spent so long shut down. That I was, there was just part of, you know, just part of my soul that was just so hungry to feel like, and once I got a taste of it, I was just like, give me it all, you know, give, give, give you know, yeah. you know, and I, and I get at a certain point, maybe that was compulsive and not, you know, listening to you as well, you know, but did I sort of do something similar and push too hard, too fast, et cetera. But yeah, I, I definitely, I think for me, at least, but well, the way I rationalize it, it came from a place of a, well, we talked about sort of breath hunger. It was like almost like a feeling hunger. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, so many of us, I was certainly very kind of numb and, you know, I, I completely get that. Like, mm. I just want to feel, you know, and it can really help, you know, obviously really help you to do that. So it's, it, it, to be honest, it, it is, I do err on the side of caution when I'm suggesting to people what, what would be good to start with. But really, it, it is individual and it, it's whatever whatever gets people to the work you know so yeah. 
I I now am more on the side of like be be cautious uh, because your nervous system can you know all our nervous systems can be very um, you know can be sensitive and fragile and depends on what we've experienced. But you know if that and like my way in your way in that was it was it was really intense and I don't know about you but I'm in a really good place now so it's it's what I would suggest but. It doesn't work for everyone. And yeah, some people maybe need to go with a big, big down yeah, <laughs> and yeah. work it all out from yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but what I guess I was more pointing to or like more thinking about was that I think sometimes these practices can become almost a bit like another uh, sort of addiction of types or another like drug or another high or another, you know. Um, and in a way, sometimes it can they can even though they're meant to connect you more if you and what my experience is it's, if it's been too intense then it can actually disconnect you from disconnect you from your body and from what your body's trying to tell you because you're on this like yeah i want to feel but it's like does the body really want all this intensity or is it like struggling and being like how am i gonna sort of integrate all this yeah. <laughs> you know so it's um it is it is important to to maintain that like in my body, yes, I'm feeling great about it and I'm releasing lots of emotion and I'm really feeling alive, but you know, also is my body in like is my nervous system vibing this? Like sort of check in a bit, like do how am I feeling like day to day? Is it is it, you know, so it, it's just a dance really. It's 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 so different for everyone and it's people have got to to a certain extent, just work it out for what feels right for them, I think. Yeah, 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 I totally become authors of their own health. Well, I use that phrase exactly. out of podcast recently. That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And there's also a lot to be said about, you know, we're, we're always, we're always outsourcing, aren't we? Or like, I've, I am, um, I'm still definitely seeing this pattern in myself now, but uh, I always used to be like looking to every expert, every, everyone outside of myself to be like what are the answers what am i meant to be doing help me you know and actually you know we do know what's good for us but it's 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 sometimes hard to connect to but we really know like yeah we have a lot more knowledge of what's good for us really than a lot of other people most of the time um so it's finding that balance isn't it now we can't end this without you telling us about taping your mouth up at night <laughs> so anyone listening they might be like what an earth <laughs> we're not talking about a sort of hostage situation here <laughs> so richard do you want to uh well no you about- you suggest so when i first saw you at the festival uh, i mentioned at the start yeah you you were you were mentioning how yeah it was a good idea to you know, get some gaffer tape and uh, <laughs> 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 muzzle yourself overnight. And I was intrigued. Um, and I have since tried it, but not not with gaffer tape. And to be fair, you suggested <laughs> the, the medical tape. But but no. But before we before I go into my experience with it, yeah, just explain the the benefits of um, yeah, yeah, keeping the mouth closed at night. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> What I suggest, or what I've suggested in my talks or whatever, is 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 to hate your mouth at night using some form of um like 
myotape, my, medical tape, you know, very sort of thin, almost see-through tape. So it's not like anything too scary. And you just kind of put a little bit on the, on the lip. Um, and the, to anyone who thinks that sounds a bit too extreme, you can also kind of try it during the day first and see how that feels, you know, lead up to it. But what we, the, thing, the reason for taping the mouth is that what a lot of people are doing or could be doing is, you know, really working on their breath um, during the day and really doing, you know, making amazing progress and re-breathing re in and out through the nose and doing all this um, breathing during the day, you know, healthy breathing, and then go to sleep maybe for eight hours if people are lucky. Uh, some people don't get that, but, um, and then breathing in and out through the mouth for the whole, for the whole night. And so that's eight hours potentially of breathing in and out through the mouth. And so whilst you might be breathing in through the nose throughout the day, you know, helping filter all that rubbish from the outside world, and then you're spending eight hours at night just letting all of that in. And also you're causing yourself more stress to your nervous system because you're spending all that time breathing in and out through the mouth, which is activating and does stimulate a stress response. So sometimes people might wake up feeling, you know, anxious. And a lot of that could be the fact that they're breathing in and out through the mouth all, all night. So it's interesting. If, if you're someone who wakes up, it'd be interesting to tell whoever's listening now who hasn't heard of this before. Interesting, tomorrow morning, waking up and just noticing, you know, do you feel, how tired do you feel? Do you have a dry throat or dry mouth? You're looking out, particularly the dry throat or dry mouth is like you're most likely been breathing with your mouth throughout the night. So just asking yourself some questions and then I would, you know, why not try it? Just why not try using a bit of tape? And it doesn't have to be a tiny little bit over the mouth. It doesn't have to be great. I must have bathed and taped up. Um, and it just really helps to kind of retrain that and um, the breath you know, in and out through the nose. And um, yeah, so how have you been finding it? Well, yeah, so I, but failure on both both occasions. So one one morning I woke up with it sort of sort of somewhere on my forehead and then the next well, morning I woke up it on the back of my hand. So I'd obviously yeah, like no, no. brushed it off in my <laughs> sleep. Um, but actually just having this recording today has reminded me, I, I do want to keep keep trying with it because I, I want to do it at least once to like experience, well, <laughs> do I feel more refreshed, you know, waking up um, exactly. as a result. It, and I find that it makes a real difference to me and I was doing it, you know, for, um, I, I kind of thought I was doing it for quite a while. I can't remember how, for how long. And then I sort of, I was like, oh, I'm probably fine now. I'll just, um, I'll just, I'll just not do it for a while. And then actually I discovered I wasn't because then I started, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting this dry mouth again. I'm getting it. I feel like uh, I'm sort of um, dehydrated in the morning. So I was like, oh, okay, I need to get back on this mouth date because I'm obviously um, back on the, the mouth breathing. So, and I, I appreciate that to some people it might sound like, oh, am I going to panic? But, you know, you can try it during the day first, see how it feels. Obviously, it's very flimsy tape, as you've just got, it keeps falling mm. on. So it's something that, you know, is going to, you're not going to be able to, you're going to be panicking too much. Mm. So 
it's not for everyone, but I certainly, a lot of people have found a lot of benefits from it. And um, I'd be interested, Richard, how much are you putting it? Because I don't know whether with you, if it is, if it is kind of falling off, whether you might no, want to No, it's like a, a little sort on. of... Yeah. It never started it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder whether you might want to try it sort of this way. Okay. And it's kind of best to do it like that because then you can get a bit of, you need yeah. to get a bit of it you can, mm. but um, it might be worth trying it like that um, because actually I've experimented with lots of different ways and that's how I do it. I do it this way. Okay. A lot of people say this way, um, but I, I, I use this way and it works well for me. But I wonder if it's, coming off just naturally or is it am i actively trying to get it off while i'm sleeping yeah, okay so exactly. i think it's the latter then i guess it, it's not going to matter which way i do it but i suppose yeah. I, but it might be worth trying laterally and exactly seeing. yeah give it a try and if it's still being ripped off then maybe this <laughs> you obviously uh your sleep self is saying i don't yeah. want this rubbish yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i think so uh, so yeah that kind of experimenting I, I remember telling one of my um guy friends this about this taping and he sent me a picture in the next morning and he's just he got like four different bits of tape and he completely taped up right. like this whole bit and i was like no that's way too much he was like well it definitely all stayed on and i was like well yeah that is the benefit but like you don't have to go that extreme right yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah okay, good. Well, that's um, a good tip i'll 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 try it that way yeah. 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 Awesome. Good. Well, is there anything yeah, we haven't covered or you'd, you would have hoped we would have got to that we've not done? Gosh, I mean, I think we've covered a kind of good good amount. I'm, I'm happy that we've delved into the more, in, more intense work as well. But um, yeah, the, the fundamentals of breathing are really important. Um, and just, just the kind of encouraging people to get curious if you haven't really experimented much with your breathing just to get curious you know um and i and as a starting point i'd suggest you know even a few minutes five minutes a day in the morning or at night which or you know whenever else in your day that you might um that that might suit you to just get you know simple start slowing down the breath are you breathing low you know, rather than just getting the air here and trying to breathe in and out through the nose, you know, feeling that slight air hunger, they're slowing it down on the inhale and the exhale, experimenting a bit with that. And, and just the most important thing really is the consistency. So not trying to be too, um, adventurous. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Mm. Not trying to go too ambitious. Ambitious, yeah, quite a simple word that I can remember. That, and um, so not starting with you know, thirty minutes of breathing a day, you know, breath work a day, just starting slowly, but and just just really notice, get curious, do it for a couple of weeks, and see if you can notice any changes. And um, because ultimately consistency, it's, it's like I guess going to the gym or something. You know, yeah. you're not going to see any results, or you're not going to see many long long lasting results after just doing one session. So, yeah. That's great. Uh, it's just similar with the breath. Yeah. Start yeah. with a micro habit, right? And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Have you read that Atomic Habits? No, I haven't. I haven't read it, but I, I, that sort of just sort of drifted in through the 
osmosis or and I yeah, I apply that principle <laughs> to everything in life, right? If you if you want to get good at anything, start with like something Definitely. that feels so easy. It doesn't, you know, yeah. start with like 10 seconds and then 30 seconds and then yeah. That's yeah, just a exactly. much better strategy. But and then so build you- a habit, not a like not a commitment or a like discipline yeah. or you know, just build a habit and start exactly and start super Which small. You do it for, I think there's how many days is it? The is it thirty or I can't remember how yeah, many days. Yeah, I think thirty is often cited, isn't it? As the yeah the number of days. Yeah, it's a few different schools of thought on it, but yeah, around thirty days, isn't it? So yeah, even if you just have a minute, like just start. I mean, because you think, well, everyone's got a minute, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. a good, a good, good way to start rather than yeah, twenty minutes or whatever. It's way too much to start with. Yeah, I mean, I. I and I've succeeded with meditation and journaling and you, know, you name it. And but one of the, and one of the things I always struggled with was having a writing discipline, right? And I look at um, these people who'd like set aside like a morning a week where they're just going to write, or you know they do an hour every day. And I, I just couldn't get on with any of them. And so now I've got a five minute yeah. writing practice, uh, and I've been sticking to that now. It's like, like two weeks in. And I've done every single day just writing for five minutes. And so then uh, my hope it will be that I then build it up. Yeah. feels so much more achievable, doesn't it? It's just so, I mean, because I actually, during lockdown, have this very, very intense sort of hour and a half morning routine. And I was, I mean, obviously I felt absolutely amazing because I'd done my walk, I'd done my journaling, I'd done my meditation, my breastwork, visualization, done all this sort of huge morning routine um a bit of stretching and then when everything started to kind of go back to normal so to speak uh i was like almost a bit panicked because i i there was like well i can't keep any of this up and i was really i was like but i feel so good and yeah um and then that also taught me another thing of like how how can we keep our practices without without being too so reliant on them that they become like another form of control or another uh, need. Um, so that was quite an interesting lesson as well because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not okay without these practices now. And then I had to really rejig things a lot. Um, yeah, I yeah. Think that so reminds I, me, I think of the Buddha, right? He was like, eventually you kind of outgrow like meditation even, right? You know, or, yeah, mm-hmm. you, it's like... You can become attached to anything, right? Even your spiritual practices. So. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's a very we love an attachment, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, I love journaling. I have to say, I really love it. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Finney, thank you so much. Uh, this Aww, has been awesome. You. It, you know, it really feels like. Well, you've certainly clarified, yeah, you know, my understanding of. Uh, of how breath work works, <laughs> yeah, the nature of breath work. Um, and so, yeah, it's been great to well, have you on. Thank you so much. I've loved it. Really loved it. I'm really happy to be here. Great. Yeah. Um, so, and for people who want to find you, it's the, the breath way, right? That's the website. Yes. Dot com. Dot com. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my website is currently being redone. I think it's going to be ready. Like, in a couple of days so i don't know actually what what's there at the moment but you, there's also instagram as well if you want to um check that out at breath at the breathway isn't it at the breathway yeah, yeah. but my website will be up and running again like within a couple of days so 
Yeah. And you're available for one-to-ones. You work with companies. Yeah. I work with corporates um, and I do kind of online and in-person work, the one-to-ones. It works kind of sporadically. Um, yeah. So do yeah. kind of all sorts of teachers. I sometimes do talks and festivals and go to various events and stuff. So do things on offer. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a free meditation I noticed on the website, breathwork meditation, is that right? Oh, is it? Yeah, and maybe it's up running then. (laughs) Yeah, just check it out. If you're lucky, you'll get yourself a free (laughs) free meditation as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again. It's been fantastic. It's been great to have you on. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. The Being Human podcast was brought to you by First Human. For more on First Human's human-focused coaching and leadership programs, head to firsthuman.com.